Last time on Join the Party. The Bachelorette tournament is in full swing, and the producers want to know our party a little bit better. Some of them take to it quickly. I think the key is not only do I want to win, but I also want to educate and I want to help others. Like, I I know... Has it started recording? Some of them wear their heart on their sleeve. Can, can I see myself being the companion, partner, and defender of a beautiful, powerful woman? Yep. And some don't take to it too kindly. I think it might be in your best interest to answer our questions. Well, see, I think I killed a bunch of your friends down there, right there, right? All of our contestants get to meet Representative Brink for the first time, and she is stunning. Perfect hair, perfect dress, and muddy boots for some reason. Nearly everyone is swept off their feet by the Bachelorette, but Tracy is unfazed and tries to hack his way out of the arena. But the head producer makes him an offer he can't refuse. I know where you come from. You. Designation TR8C. I know that. It's not just the contestants who want to win it all. Let's get the party started. After the first night party, all of you wake up in your beds. How, how well did you sleep last night? Question is, is Poirot looking at any of us creepily? You can make it a perception check, Inara. Oh, let's do that. Uh, it's a nat 20, my dude. <laughs> Inara doesn't sleep. She waits. <laughs> Inara, I'd like to think that you woke up like before everyone else. Just like instinctually. Sure. You just kind of got up and you like yawned and stretched and you see Poro standing over Tracy, just like looking at him while he sleeps. It's really strange because Tracy doesn't sleep. He's on sentry mode. Right. I don't know if they're doing something that Tracy just like doesn't notice. Right. But it's just like not being picked up during sentry mode. Well, the minute I see it, I'm going to spring up and leap forward to stand behind Poro with my hand on the dagger that I keep under my pillow behind my back and say, uh, hey, bud, what's going on? Oh, Anara, I am just here to do routine checks on everything. Good morning. Uh, please keep your routine checks to yourself. Thank you. Will do. I don't know how to deal with the interactions of peoples. I am sorry. I overstepped my boundaries. Beep boop. Thanks, Paro. Really important to recognize your mistakes and uh, and and walk backward when when necessary. So you just uh, you just go stick to your bunk and and I'll stick to mine. How about that? Poro slowly walks back away from Tracy and then smiling still and just sits down on their bunk. And with that, Chad rolls over. I don't know. How can Chad? That, roll over? Yeah, Chad tries to like mimic what rolling over looks like. You it's get like the impression of rolling over, and even the flesh just ripples a little bit. It's like you're rolling a d6. At this point, how deteriorated has the bed that they've chosen become? Well, I'm gonna roll for that. What if they just took the mattress out and just like 
put themselves in the dip. Well, I'm assuming that when they go to bed, they like go on top of the bed. But as they oh, sit they there, drip. it just like falls in the bed, just swoops into them <laughs> and then starts disintegrating. I like that. I quit the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is how this is how these work. I like that. Chad took the mattress off because he knew it was going to like digest and... Chad says, excuse me, friends, I am trying to sleep as I need to, as I am a human. I need at least eight hours to function properly. Chad then turns over again and says, oh, drama, and goes back to sleep, which is just eating. He's like disintegrated about two thirds of the bed at this point. I hope he's a top bunk. He no, got he the has- single. Ah, smart. And Nara's going to like look over her shoulder like, was, was he talking to me? I, I don't know. And I'll just uh, pet oat cake and put my dagger back under my pillow where it belongs. Johnny's going to wake up and um, tap Tracy on the shoulder to do the morning calisthenics. Tracy gets up and follows Johnny down to the gym because I don't think we want to do our private routine in front of everyone in the in the room. And uh, we do the routine. Afterwards, when I assume Johnny goes to the locker room to towel off. You're going to have to press the digitate off, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it's nice to do the actual like analog, you know, just get a towel. Yeah, no. <laughs> like The thing is, is that Johnny's so old, like, he's done that. He's good. He just wants efficiency. <laughs> Maybe in like 100 years. Okay, okay. And while he's doing that, I think Tracy's going to check in with the producer to see if there's anything he needs to do to get ready for this challenge. Okay. So, Tracy, you put the, I guess we talked about it's like a little glob of mud. And you just, like, stick it in your ear. How do you get the producer's attention? Yo, producer, what up? <laughs> oh, Tracy, good morning. How you living? Living's good. Living's good when you're a mud person. Um, you ready for today? I think so, but is there anything I should be doing? Um, well, here's the thing. Uh, remember when you threatened me when we were talking before? Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, we realized that you're kind of an angry person, and this oh. is like your thing now. Because well. I mean, like you were you were raging before, and then um, I mean you you, were being, you attacked me. You that's were, yeah, uh, and, and that's what the camera saw. Well, so I think that like your edit, like your character, you could be like this like angry sort of like punchy, like will do anything to like have the representative sort of thing. Okay, um, well, okay. So I just like uh, lean into that, like turn on that rage mode, like just. Uh, Keep uh, being punchy you. Now, how's your insurance? Because if I do rage mode, I might actually kill someone. And I think that would be great ratings for us. Just do your thing. Cool. I really believe in you. And I mean, you'll, you'll see this Jumbotron. You'll, okay. you'll get exactly what you have to do. Sure, I'll do that. And he winks to no one. <laughs> <laughs> and no one responds. Tracy, who are you talking to? What? It's okay. I talk to myself in the morning, too. Cool, cool, cool. And then Tracy shuffles away. I like it. Johnny, will you make a wisdom saving throw for me? Ha! Nine. Cool. Take two D6s and just put them to the side for me. Johnny, while you were doing Tai Chi today, Mm. your Tai Chi usually relaxes you and gets you ready for the day and um, excited to be alive. But doing it in the gym, you feel like, you know when you have too much coffee when you haven't eaten and you're just like, it's like a little bit too much? I feel like you're kind of like ratcheted up a little bit in a way that you did not anticipate. And uh, just keep those D6s over there. 
Fish is staring daggers at Eric. Yeah, for our, at, for least, our audio. at least two daggers. <laughs> He's dual wielding daggers. Uh, hold on, let me. Can you roll a d4 for those daggers? Uh, yep, that's a three and a four. So that's yeah. a minus seven to Eric's HP. Yeah, cool. I think you're bloodied. Uh, I think I you think are. So. I think you're prone, bud. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Tracing Johnny are in the gym and Anar is in the room. On the wall, everyone report to the pool. Just like comes up in mud on the wall. It's like someone was, is like drawing it in mud and it stays up for one minute and then wipes itself away. Is there a stain left behind or normal? No, it's totally normal. <sighs> Creepy. Magic mud. Everyone collects back where you had the original party. You're starting to get this feeling that this is like the main space, like when people need to make like big announcements, because like all the producers, uh, little mud people are just like trying to shepherd all of you down to the pool area. Um, Eric, what's the breakfast situation in the room? Oh, perfect. Okay, out of the pool, there's like a buffet. It's like breakfast for Instagram nutritionists, where it's all just like <laughs> 0% fat uh, yogurt and like granola and like smoothies. Okay, but again, what's the food situation? (laughs) (laughs) That's all they have. There's a lot of it, but it's all, like, super healthy and super buff. And, like, some of the people also are still, like, in their gym clothes from before. It's like they went into the gym and then came out, and they're all, like, still sweaty. And everyone's, like, coming down and just, like, spooning yogurt onto plates or in in cups. I dig into my bag and hand Inara a ham and cheese sandwich. (laughs) And I am eating one, and I offer one to Tracy. Yeah, my face had gone ashen when assessing this breakfast situation. Is it on top of the bar or is it like separate? Yeah, it's on top of the bar. It's like, yeah, it it looks like a a buffet. It's like they have, it's the metal container, like really big containers. And they, the cloches. Yes, it's with the cloches and they take the tops off. And it's just like a big thing of granola and like a big thing (laughs) of yogurt. And there's like a ton of bananas and um, whey protein shakes. I'm assuming there's a sort of avocado and spelt toast situation. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. With, like, with egg whites. I'm going to uh, <sighs> take two pieces of those toast, dump off the healthy stuff, and give it to Oatcake, who looks at it and sort of like backs away, sadly, and then take Johnny's ham and cheese. I'm going to guess there's no powdered eggs on this buffet. No, it's just egg whites. Okay. Tracy, pro- Tracy doesn't eat anything. That. <laughs> I, you wanted just the powder. No, my right, and the powder milk. Powdered the eggs powder are the egg best egg. eggs that you can eat. I uh, would like to approach one of the producers and make a complaint. Sure. <laughs> There's a like a mud creature just like kind of hanging back near the buffet, just like keeping an eye on everybody. Hey there. Oh, um, Johnny. Yeah. What are you? What's going on? Yeah. So I'm a little worried about the caloric uh, situation here. There's not enough actual food. My companions and I require real food and none of this, um, none of this uh, healthy garbage. Hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, well, I mean, this is what we have budgeted for the show, but we we do have. I feel like you're paying more than you need to for this stuff. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, but what we do have is a kind of like special fund where if you want to do something special for the representative, like on a like a special date or something, we could definitely hook you up. I'm going to lean forward and say, can we arrange for an all-you-can-eat pancake bar? Rep and me. So Bring you, C and me. You and the representative pancake. Okay. If you if you get yourself a one-on-one and you manage to wrangle it, we can definitely hook that up. Done. Great. I mean, if you got, do you want pancake bar too? Like, we can put that on the list if it, if it happens. Uh, powdered eggs. You can't copy my idea. Yeah, I just want eggs, but powdered. All right. All-you-can-eat. Powdered egg? That's. I hope the. Does a representative like that? I is that this was a judgment free zone. 
Okay. All right. Remember, all you can eat powdered eggs. Okay. Johnny, what's your idea? To be honest, I prefer the library to this. So I'll continue eating my ham and cheese sandwiches, but I would like a library date. Also, I can I be not with the representative, just like by myself with the eggs? Tracy, you are not getting how this works. Oh, okay. You hear it again. He's like the head producer says, like, Tracy, come on. You are not getting how this works. Um, library date. On it, Johnny. We can find you the nicest, most romantic library, like lamps, like lots of lamps. And when I say all you can eat, I really mean all you can eat. Like all that you think maybe 10 people could eat. That's kind of where we're going here. Toppings, innards, sauces, side innards? dishes. <laughs> innards? Thing, things that you mix in. Mixins. Oh, not Mixins, like. Mixins, not innards. innards. Literal innards. <laughs> of, Listen, I not like intestines or liver. The or guts of pancakes. Awful, <laughs> awful. Down. Very exciting. Yes. And when I say library, I mean with good books. Books I haven't read before. Books that will help me. Okay. Like romance novels. No. Okay. I nod to the producer and walk away while eating the ham and cheese sandwich. Okay. What is Poirot eating? Anything? Poirot took like a handful of granola and like put it in their mouth and then- With their hand as well. Yeah, like all the way into their mouth and then like drops it. I, I was I was picturing them standing underneath a like water cooler of green juice with just the tap open and their mouth underneath. <laughs> we can hear the food like tumbling through them. Gurgle, gurgle, gurgle. Yes. Are you just like looking at them strangely? I don't think my facial expression has changed one bit since I the first time I saw them. It was just a look of like grimace and like distaste, and that's not changed. I'm okay with that. Like, if you were scanning the room, it'd be like, smile, 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 grimace, smile, 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 smile. <laughs> Blank face. Yeah, Which like really it. plays into your edit as the intimidating robot guy. <laughs> I like it. At this point, the representative comes out, and everyone, like, at the same time goes, Brinksy! I do not do that. Me neither. Brinksy! Good. <laughs> Ten seconds later. I like A it. single echo. And the representative comes out and is like, hey, everybody, what's going on? So excited to see all of you. I have some really tough news to share with you. Um, Sophie Powers and Ambrose T. Uh, will not be with us any longer. Um, Did you kill them? <laughs> Tracy. Brixie! No. no. Oh. Uh, Ambrose T. was part of a massive conspiracy that stretched through all the city-states to overthrow the government bodies for anarchy and chaos. And these government bodies keep our country safe and secure and our roads paved and our schools open and monster-free. So I don't know why anyone would do that. Was he a red throat? I, you know, I did not, I did not catch the, the color of their throat or anything, but I just want to never know it's under control and Ambrose T. will no longer be in this competition. Can we incite that, see if they're telling me the truth? Sure. Telling the truth about what, exactly? I want to know if Ambrose T. was actually a member of a grand conspiracy to blah, 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 sure. all that stuff. And yeah. I want to know if Brinksy is believing what she's saying. Cool. I want to know if Poirot is enjoying the granola. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with fish. I have a 19. Okay. I got a non-natural 20. Great. 11 plus 2 for 13. Great. Johnny and Inara, yes, this is the truth. Ambrose T. was part of a massive anarchist conspiracy. And yes, they are talking about the Red Throats. Nice. Okay, cool. Tracy, to Poirot, eating granola is the equivalent of having Dimatap for us. It's definitely medicine, but it tastes pretty good. 
Good data. No one really enjoys eating granola. If they do, it has too much sugar. (laughs) Then the representative continues, and Sophie was not here for the right reasons. She was trying to forward her singer-songwriter career, and I just can't have someone here about that. Uh, I'm really sorry to see them go, but I think that uh, we're going to be ready for our challenge. So can everybody please step up who's competing today? Tracy puts his finger in his ear and he says, uh, Hey, should I should I uh, get to the front here? Or does no, it just, just step forward and okay. give yourself like a foot between everybody. Okay, thanks. Great. And, Are you um, measuring that out? Yeah, with my tape measure that comes out of my arm? Oh, or using <laughs> your foot. If your index finger isn't a tape measure, I'll be really sad. Does the long arm of the law like have <laughs> like measurements knots, on it? Like yeah. knot measurements? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so everybody steps forward and the reverend says, oh, I'm so happy to see all of you, Cruz. Anara, and she winks at Anara. Ash, Alice, uh, Tracy, Johnny, and Kevin. And Kevin goes, what's that? As a reaction to what's that, I cast Eldritch Blast at Kevin Vacation. Okay, cool. Do your attack roll. Are you killing Kevin? Yeah, that's intolerable. I'm not dealing <laughs> with that. 16? Uh, yeah, that hits. Tracy takes like 12 big steps away from Johnny. 10 damage. Why don't you add one of the D6 dice? 16 damage. Hell yeah. All right. We don't talk about your Eldritch Blast. What does it look like? I imagine that Johnny's Eldritch Blast is much like light. He can adjust it so it can be very fireworky, but the general will be like a white and black, just strands of blast going at it. Oh, I'm sorry. It's two beams. I have to roll again for damage. (laughs) (laughs) or just double yeah let's double it that's 32 damage okay wow brandon's eyes are wide and you know that a player is being impulsive with real consequences when brandon's eyes get wide (laughs) okay i love this johnny has basically had enough of kevin vacation yeah 32 damage my dude i liked like i said johnny has had quite enough i am going to ready I've literally never used it. I'm going to ready spare the dying. Do you say anything? You just, like, let it loose? No, I just let it loose right after he says what's up. Does your expression not change? You're it just does like, not Burr. change. I, in fact, I just finger blast to the side in the direction of him. I'm not even looking. And I think that the when you're shooting it out, it's, like, even bigger than you've done before. It's, like, this is, like, a hyper beam of Eldritch Blast. I mean, there might be, like, more black strands in with the light. And you just... you. <laughs> You wallop Kevin Vacation. He was not expecting it. Totally caught off guard. And I think that you hit him so hard, you blast him into the pool. Is he face up breathing at the pool? Yes, he's he's face up breathing. He's like knocked out though. This was huge. This was like a really big beam of light. And it was like a kind of like an explosion. I'm very powerful. I don't need you to remind me. That's fair. I am going to jump into the pool and bring him back out to make sure that he's breathing. Okay. I think Tracy's going to run right alongside Inara to try to get him out of the pool as well. As soon as he's out of the pool, I will casually cast Spare the Dying. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to like swim over to the side of the pool. I think Tracy will help me draw him out of the water and lay him out on the pool deck. And I'm just going to flip my kind of mohawk to the side, make sure that my good side is showing toward Brinksy, and put my hand over his mouth to make sure that he's breathing, like hover over his mouth. We've had a lot of gasping on this show, but I think that this is like a dramatic gasp, like heightened reality sort of thing. And one person goes, world star. And and all the cameras go to Johnny. And then like two of them are filming uh, the pool. And one of them is just like trade on Johnny's face. 
Another one is following uh, Representative Brink as she runs over to the pool where Tracy and Inara has rescued Kevin Vacation. And like while you're over there, just like the difference between your Eldritch Blast and your Sparrow the Dying, pardon my pun, but it's like light and day. Yeah. But even it's kind of like you have a flashlight and then you like the sun comes up. It's like you trained the power of the sun on Kevin Vacation and now it's like you flicked a flashlight at him so he feels all right and he's not passed out anymore. And as soon as uh, Representative Brink comes over, I will kneel up and say, uh, don't worry, he's fine, he's fine, we got him. Listen, I know this is a competition, but I didn't think this would get out of hand so fast. Um, Representative Brink, she again looks pristine. It's like a costumer came and gave her her clothes. This is like a movie version of being casual and outdoorsy. She has like unfettered jeans that like has the perfect stain on it. And she's wearing like a slouchy sweatshirt. That is, like, perfectly off one shoulder. And her hair is up in a top bun. But again, she's wearing the the same muddy boots as she was wearing with the dress. Uh, it, I promise, I promise, he's totally fine. He's breathing. We got him. He's going to be fine. Where'd you get your boots? And I'm going to kind of reach out and touch the toe of her boots. And I'm going <laughs> to roll investigation, please. Okay, great. 11 plus 5 for a 16. Okay. What do you want to know? I want to know where the boots came from. Okay. The mud that are on the boots now are the mud from the Coliseum. It's kind of more like a um, like a tennis court clay. Mm-hmm. And these shoes are very, very old. They're very worn in. I feel like if there was any sort of imprint or like maker name, it's been like rubbed off. And the material they're made out of used to be extremely fine leather. But now it's extremely old and worn in. I would also say, with your high enough investigation check, there's a part of this left boot that doesn't fit with the rest of it. It's, like, raised near the heel. Like it was built into the original boot, or it was patched or modified later? Like it was patched or modified later. Okay, and finally, are they, like, over-the-knee fashion boots? Are they hiking boots? Are they everyday boots? Closer to riding boots. They're definitely, like, for being outside, and they go up pretty high. And they're a dark brown that's, like, cracked and worn in. And eventually, a few of the producers come over and, like, make a makeshift stretcher out of themselves. It's, like, one, two, three of them, like, come and take them away. And then they just kind of, like, go around the the mansion and then disappear behind there. Tracy, in your ear, the head producer says, like, hey, Tracy, just tell everyone that Kevin's going to be okay and we're going to take care of him. But he can't compete in the competition anymore. Tracy stands up very tall cups his hands around his mouth and says Kevin's gonna be okay he can't compete in this competition but something something beep boop yeah and that calms everybody down like there's no more hubbub anymore then John are you standing nearby like what are you doing I mean I had to come close enough to do spare the dying so I I was nearby I think the representative stands up and like gives you a, a hard look in the face like she's trying to figure you out we won't play this game forever. She takes another moment to, like, have her gaze fixed on you. Then, like, it transforms as she, like, puts movement and, like, energy into it. And she looks, like, very shocked. Johnny, why would you do that? Are you doing that all for me? For you and the kids, you know, the education needs to be improved here. <laughs> and uh, I just simply won't play this game for too much longer if we're just going to dilly-dally. Let's get to it. Well, Johnny, I didn't know you felt that strongly about slang, but I guess everyone has their foibles. And if you did it for me, well, 
I guess uh, passion can't be bridled. Okay, well, um, does anyone want to step up and do uh, do this challenge together? It's silent for a few seconds, and then Autumn steps forward and says, You know, I guess uh, someone needs to step in in times of trouble, and I'll do it. Inara can't be trusted to just do this by herself. Inara is going to keep her gaze fixed on the representative and not look over at Autumn. Johnny, has she met Inara? Okay, let's get the challenge started. And the mud beneath your feet like raises you up and up and up, and you're just raising above the mansion. Like individual pedestals or the whole pool thing? Individual pedestals, yeah. Ooh. Holes open up around you as you go through the ceiling, and you are in a very fancy box suite overlooking the Coliseum. Should I ask it, or do you guys want to ask it? Go for it. What's the food situation in this box? There's a whole lot of scrimps. Hey, it's Amanda. Do you ever wake up naturally on a work or school day, worried for a second that you didn't hear your alarm, only to check the time and realize that you're actually ahead of schedule? That you woke up before your alarm, so now you get to rest in the bluish-gray morning light for a little while before the day takes hold of you. This is your oasis of quiet. Welcome to the Midroll. Hello to our newest patrons, Emily C., Alec, Kaylee, Emily, Emily L., Rowan, Katie, Shay, Casey, Sarah, Alex, Abigail, and Cartwheel Skeleton, as well as Caleb, who upped their pledge. Almost 30 of you joined us in March, and we are so grateful for each and every one of you. Welcome. We are sponsored this week by 20-Sided Store in Brooklyn, New York, whose co-owner Lauren Belanco is our resident master dungeon master. Each month, we bring her one of our listeners' questions about games and GMing. Today, our question is, how do you deal with an all-good team that has one evil person, either characters or players? Lauren says, if your goal is to get the team to work together, spend some time allowing the players to figure out why they need each other or why they're adventuring together. An evil character may be needed by a group of do-gooders to do the dirty jobs nobody else wants to do. Or the evil character may need to ally with the do-gooders to get help in a personal matter. Having strong personalities and characters with personal convictions can create great role-playing moments. Thank you so much to our Master Dungeon Master. If you are looking for inspiration or minis to fuel your good or evil characters, you can head over to 20sidedstore.com or visit them in person in Brooklyn, New York. Either way, use our discount code JOINTHEPARTY for 20% off. So head over to 20, the full word, sidedstore.com and use our discount code JOINTHEPARTY, all one word, for 20% off. And in case you haven't heard the news, we will be having a live show in New York City on June 9th. You can get your tickets now at bit.ly slash jointhepartylive. We are so excited to see all of your faces. But if you can't make it, don't despair. We will be live streaming the show as well. More info to come. You know, I gotta say, we are so, so happy and grateful for the community that's grown around our show. And just like the Undying Light, we want you to spread the JTP message everywhere and keep that community growing. So text someone who needs more robots, assassins, magic dads, and bachelorette-inspired deathmatches in their life. Send them the link, jointhepartypod.com slash recap. 
That's where we have everything you need to catch up. A summary of our first arc, links to all of the arcs that came after, and a little explanation of that whole after-party thing. And when you do, tweet us a screenshot. We'll bestow upon you a magical item for use in your next adventure. For real, we gave someone a magical beard of bees. That actually happened, and it was lovely. And now, back to the show. When you go to a baseball stadium early, you can really see, like, people filing in and, like, finding their seats. And especially if you're in a box, it's, like, overlooking everything. So imagine you're, like, overlooking this whole coliseum that's just, like, outstretched in front of you and everyone's finding their seats. And there's a ton of people who are coming in to see this thing. It's a very nice view. This is top-notch box seats. There's actually three people who are seated at big plush chairs. And they all stand up when the contestants are brought inside. Representative Brink says, like, so I guess I haven't really talked to you that much about what this game is. This is like the big thing that we've been doing in Tortopolis. Well, now we're going to start doing it in Tortopolis. And there are some people who are really invested here. And they just wanted to meet some of you and talk to you and see if you need any help along the way. But I guess I should just, like, get out of the way and, like, let them talk to you. Um, introduce yourselves. And there's an older woman who steps forward and she's dressed in a really bright pink silk dress. She has these really flowery velvety outer robes that are embroidered with a gold thread design. And it's just like in fireworks, like really big explosions, just like of gold thread. And she's an older woman and she has a white hair and it's put up into two pigtails on the top of her head. And she has like really bright, purple lipstick everything she's doing is like very incongruous but in the way that like really famous really rich people are allowed to be like quirky and incongruous like everything looks amazing but it's also like insane like if you saw a regular person wearing this like are you okay do you need your eyes checked i'm an optetrician (laughs) and she steps forward and she says, mmm, darlings, I'm just so excited to see you here in this wonderful competition. I am Noto Oto, the uh, famous artist here in Protopolis, and I just want you to do grand, really grand things. Are you related to the guy that's uh, in charge uh, in charge of Antopolis? What's that guy's name? I forgot him already. He knows me so much. Shields? Shields. Are, are you related to Representative Shields? <gasps> Second cousin, yeah. Nice, nice. I could totally tell. He also had a really strong sense of fashion. The second person steps forward, and this is a a dragonborn with um, goldish scales, shorter than Noto, who just spoke. And, like, like slicked scales? Like, you know, if you tried to slick back hair, but they were, like, dragonborn scales? And he, uh, he goes, hey, uh, yeah, it's nice to meet you. Uh, I'm Papa Ross. Uh, I'm here for Fresh Port Direct. You know, uh, Fresh Port Direct, we import freshness. Uh, that's what we call it. I'm import, a little bit of import, a little bit of export. Uh, I bring in all the fresh fresh food here in, uh, in Tortopolis. And uh, I, we're looking for someone as, uh, as a brand representative to really represent it during the Bachelorette tournament. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, I hope some one of you want to talk about our freshness here. Uh, Inara makes wide eyes at Johnny and Tracy. And then a uh, third person steps forward. It's a very secretive sort of person. There's like has a 
has like a big Stenson hat and sunglasses and a trench coat and a, a giant fake beard. Everything about them is covered up. And they say, um, yeah, um, it, it's really, uh, it's really nice to meet all of you. I think if anyone wants a, a, a rich, a, a rich man to help them, to just give them a lot of money. I think that we should, you should talk, come talk to, come talk to me. And I was backing up. Just, Tracy, just, steps just, forward. Just come talk to us. <laughs> What's the person's name? They didn't uh, say. They didn't say. And the representative says, like, I'm just going to walk away. And if you want to talk to these people, you can. And then we're going to get started in about in a few minutes, okay? And the representative, like, backs away <laughs> to, like, a corner. And just kind of, like, in the way that, like, you're pretending to not notice something. Just, like, looks up at the <laughs> ceiling and whistles for a while. What's the tune? It's the Doug theme song, but she doesn't know it's the Doug. She thought it's like it just she's just like humming to herself. She's like do 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 do, and Noto, like, let me explain to you how this works. Uh, as the the most riches and famous people here in Totopolis, we just want we want you to be up do things for us and humble. That's when you are as rich and famous as I am, you can be as humble as you like. I'm going to walk away and go talk to the representative. Okay. Who's ever interested can come talk to us. Maybe uh, we can see how we can help you during this challenge. We're going to be over in 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 the seats over here. If you want to talk to us, just come over. Yeah, rich people just hum mumble. Yeah. And Papa Ross says, yeah, you can really boost our brands. Just get a real eye-catching person. At that point, Inara's going to walk over toward the representative and mumble, influence can't be bought. <laughs> they all just, like, are looking away from each other. It's like they're trying to be private, even the, in this, like, very big suite. And um, I guess they all go into, like, respective corners of the room. Tracy puts his finger in his ear again and says, Hey, producer man, who do I talk to? Tracy, I don't know what you're talking about. You should be getting ready for the challenge. It's, are you, like, trying to be cool? Play cool? Yes. Okay. Blink once if I should talk to the one on the left. Tracy, this is an audio medium. All right. I would like to write a quick note to each of them and hand it to them and then talk to the representative, if I can do that. Okay. The note says, I won't sell anything, but I will win. You know what to do if you want to help me. And I hand it to the three of them. And I then go to talk to Brinks. Okay. I think that, like... No- I'm not going to get a positive reaction from all of them. I no, know. I think that, like, Noto makes, like, a, an approving face at you. He's like, mm, fighting against the machine, I like it. And uh, Papa Ross just, like, wrinkles his face up and sticks it in his pocket. And the one in the trench coat just kind of... Puts it in his beard, puts it in his beard, puts it in his beard, puts it in his beard. Yeah, I think it, like, sticks it inside of the... Like, through the beard into yes. the trench coat. And then... Goes back to just like standing there. And then I want to just hang out with the representative. I'd like to just continue staring at her in the same kind of resolve I had before when I made my initial we're going to get tired of this game face at her since there's no cameras. So I'm just going to be like, okay. I am going to say to her, uh, listen, hey, hi. First kind of time we've had a, a minute here. Uh, what are you looking for? What happens after this game? See, what am I looking for? Um, I mean, I need a partner. I need someone to run this place with me. Um, what's better to do it than like a big tournament? 
I don't. I, it's not that cut and dry, Anara. It's. I just want someone there. Have you ever done something just because you thought that everyone would think it was a really good idea? Sure. This is a really good idea. I know you're not from here, and a lot of people aren't from here, but these people need, like, bread and circus. And I bring the circus. Alright. I can play this game. And if it goes the way I think it will, I think I'm gonna win. Sounds good to me. I hope you do. And uh, before my full blush can spread across my entire face and body, I am going to walk away. I think that while you walk away from the representative, Autumn grabs you by the wrist and pulls you over to the buffet table and, like, pulls you, like, not into the shrimp, but it's like (laughs) you were as private as possible, like, hidden behind the shrimp. Okay. I'm going to mechanically start eating some shrimp. Great. I'm going to go over to Tracy. Tracy, what are you doing? So Tracy has eaten quite a few shrimp. He's stacked all the shells up into like a neat pyramid. And then he kind of shoves everything over to one side to give some room on the table Mm -hmm. and takes out his chest set and sets up the pieces and moves a pawn forward and sits and waits. Does he garner any interest from any of the rich folk? Yeah, I would say that the person in the trench coat just like head nod you over. Like away from the chess head, like, uh, you, hey, you, you seem like a, you seem like a smart guy. You wanna just like come over and uh, why don't you come over and talk over here? Pawn to C five, and I look expectantly over. The person in the trench coat, all of their body is covered, and I think that they come over to you where you're playing the game, and you're like, yeah, you know, I'm really good at uh, at chat at chess, but you know, I, I can't do anything at the moment. I'm kind of all covered up here. Let me know your move and we'll play. Um, okay. Uh, why don't you move my horse forward? <laughs> Tracy giggles a little bit under his breath and moves the knight forward. Good. That was a good play by me. Is this three, like, children in a trench coat? Is this three goblins in a trench coat? It's definitely four kobolds in a trench coat. (laughs) Tracy moves his bishop forward and says, as he places it on the board, So what can you do for me? I think the real question is, what can you do for me, Tracy? Is this an ooze, Eric? (laughs) While they're trying to play it all cool, you hear another, like, smaller, muffled voice go, like, move, move the other horse! Move the other horse forward! And the first one goes, shut up, I'm trying to fancy and play chess! And they're, they're not called horses, I don't know why I said that. What's your move? I want to move the horse forward? And the other voice goes, yes, horses! So Tracy moves the horse forward within range of his bishop? Then he moves the bishop and takes their knight. You're not really good at this, are you? I don't know what you're talking about. Chess or, you know, disguises. Uh, you know, hey, it's my turn to talk. And the trench coat opens, and it is a halfling with a red bandana over their face. 
Tracy, you want to take this thing down, don't you? You got to take it down from the inside. I'm so conflicted right now. <laughs> Stab him. Stab him. Hey, I know what you might think. We're two halflings in a trench coat. <laughs> and we have these red bandanas. Ambrose was one of ours. Now, we were seeing you together. We think this whole tournament is ridiculous. And we want to take it down from the inside. So, we wanted to stabilize this and we think the best way is if the ooze wins. Make Chad the ooze win the tournament. Are there oozes here? I only see humans. Come on. Tracy. <laughs> <And> Tracy giggles. <laughs> Come on. We can help you with this. Anytime you make an obvious move to make Chad win, we'll help you. You're not going to kill anyone in the meantime? I mean, probably. You know, this, is, this whole thing is just kind of a farce and we're an anarchist group. This is our whole thing. Okay, I'll make you a deal. You don't kill anyone. You let me win this game, the, the chess game, and then I'll make sure Chad wins the other game. The, Great. the game game. I like I'm, I mean, we are not in the thing. We are not going to kill anybody. We're just like kind of... No, but like anyone. Like, don't kill anyone. Don't kill. I mean, we're, de we're just like a destabilizing force trying to take down the government. I mean, you did try to kill me at one point. Like, not you specifically, but like... I, there was a lot of death involved. I mean, it was it was it was more of a chase scene, if I remember it. No, they, they there said was, it was one pretty where, cool. where uh, Alonzo just murdered all of you with a like cloud of daggers. You remember? You know, I didn't like that. Yeah, that wasn't. I, I didn't lost like it a lot. Of, we lost a lot of good men that day. I didn't like it. You didn't like it. We don't like it. Let's not do it again. Okay. Deal. I mean, that was more Alonzo. I didn't. We didn't do that. If you, the if, guy sucks. If you're into it, I'll knock your king over, and and we'll be good. All right, knock it over, big guy. Tracy tips their king over. And starts putting the pieces back in the bag. It's like, all right, Tracy, sounds good. Now, don't tell anybody. Our disguise is really good, so it should be pretty easy. You might want to work on it. I think it's amazing. It's okay. Red throat gang, red throat gang. And then both of them go, red throat gang, red throat gang, red throat gang. No, don't kill, don't kill, don't kill. Red throat gang, don't kill. The trench coat comes back together, and he slowly backs away <laughs> back into the corner. <laughs> The well-lit corner of this luxurious box. Just standing. Just hanging out. Tracy keeps eating shrimp. I think about that point, Autumn is like pulling Inara over. And she says, Tracy, you've had more of your share of shrimp. Get out of here. Okay, sorry. And he takes the shrimp out of his stomach and puts it back <laughs> on the platter. Shell though. So, so do you not do you not chew at all? It's just down the gullet. Like this a time pelican? You, so, you know, it's a choice. Sometimes okay. you chew, sometimes you didn't. This okay. time you didn't. Okay. You know, so it's okay. fully edible. Pre, I, I made it better shrimp. than it was. It's been improved. There's you've, a little oil. You've on prepared it. the food like a like a mama bird. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. motor oil or like oil. Your <laughs> <No. laughs> pick. Gross. And then Autumn uses the the big pile of shrimp as cover and like pulls Anara as close as she can to the table. Show me your marbles. Um, excuse me, Autumn? You can't just tell people to show you their marbles. I know you have them. Show me the marbles. Why? So you know what, okay, you know what I'm talking about. Even if I did hypothetically, why would I show you anything I have? I don't even know who you are. Oh my god, you're so, do you, our names are like exactly the same. She's, we, we're, we're late, we're cousins. Thawthorn, Hawthorn, we're related. We're doing the same thing. If I did show them to you, what would that prove? Okay, did this happen to you? 
someone in a giant halberd cornered you and threw a bunch of marbles at you, and then they gave you a dagger, and then they gave you a bunch of things to, to kill people, and now you're part of an assassin's guild? Does that sound similar to you? Did that happen to you? She does like a, an exaggerated dramatic sigh. She pulls out a velvet bag from her pack. And inside are marbles that are like yours. They're dark black with just like silver streaks cutting through each one. Like a galaxy. Yeah. Just like me. I will pull one from my pocket. I keep one in my pocket and the rest in my bag. And I'll show her the one that's in my pocket. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. There has to be a reason why you're here. Or we're here. I, this is like a mission. This is our thing. What was your first mission? I was still in the forest, and I just like there was this um, traveling warlord who came through, and they sent me to go just kill him in the middle of the night, and I just kind of took care of it, and then I was in, and then I got a cool scarf. Are you traveling with anyone? No, but it's like you don't know anything about this this guild. Have you done anything? We're supposed to be like doing this alone. No, I, I, I have, and I've I like totally gotten lots of missions, man, and I've seen lots of secret messages, and I've like decoded them, and it's been great. But okay. yeah, I, sure, you know, okay, fine. Yeah, my cover is traveling with these guys. It's great cover, Anara. You're, you're killing it. You're totally keeping keeping yourself like hidden and oh, stuff. Okay, whatever. This is very suspicious. Let's let's not talk to each other and let's chat after whatever this is going to be. Just don't like kill me, okay? Okay, fine. At the end of this, go into your secret bathroom, your secret private bathroom, which I really wanted, and go and knock on the mirror three times. Fine. Fine. And Inara's going to stuff her mouth full of 12 shrimp. You're literally the worst. I'm going to just give her an exaggerated smile full of shrimp. You're the worst. Johnny, what are you doing? I'd like to talk to the representative, if that's cool. Sure. So you got my message back at the pool. Yeah, Johnny, um, you blasted a endangered person uh, into a pool. Uh, I think you were pretty straightforward. He'll be fine. Where's Alonzo? Who? Don't play games with me. Why would I? I'm already playing one game with you. I'm not playing another. Where is he? That was a good line. I should have came up with that one. That's why you're doing so well. Everyone, you just like, you're a hero from a story. You get all these these one-liners and seeing people with them. Well, I, it's all for the kids. Now, where's Alonzo? Oh, that is that a real thing? Are you really into literacy? I just lift my book. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. <laughs> good point. Good point. <laughs> I don't... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where... I don't know where he is. I thought he was coming to compete in the tournament. That's what they told me. That's what the producers told me. And then he didn't show up. But he was here. I mean, theory. I didn't see him, but the producer. So, what caused the fire? She kind of like pushes a one strand of hair out of her face and like tries to put it back up into her top bun and says, "I don't know. I didn't see the fire." I understand that you may be new at this, but I'm not new at this. Where is Alonzo? I don't know. He's here, I guess. I don't... I control the mud going around. But, like, they're sentient. Like, they know things. They they prioritize. I told them not to tell me everything, so they don't tell me everything. They said Alonzo didn't show up. I believe them. They're still my creations. But, like, I don't... 
I don't hear every piece of info that comes in and out of Tritopolis. Come on. So you know that one of the champions of the realm is here. The champion of the realm was theoretically in Tritopolis. Maybe he didn't come. Maybe he's like walking around the, the, the barracks we have or looking at arrows. He's been looking looking at arrows or uh, going archery. I don't know. I don't keep track of him. I thought that was your job. Well, I do know that my job is to find him and yours apparently is to play a game while more catastrophes happen to the concentric states. Why do you think they voted me in here? I'm trying to take control here. The Tortopolis people, for years, for decades, for centuries, the Tortopolis people have been beat down by the city-state system. I'm here to raise them up. And if it takes magic mud to do it, hell, I'm going to do it. Just as long as you're the one in control and not the mud. Yeah, that's me. I'm the one wearing the boots, aren't I? If the shoe fits. Ha. There, I got a, I got a one-liner back at you. I high-five her. Fine, we'll keep playing. But I want you guys to start looking for him. And I want updates or we're gone. The three of us. Fine, I'll start sending him out right now. Right after you play. And I want a library for the kids. Uh, fine. And me. All right, live in the mansion? It's a man, like, I didn't. You want a, you want a library in the mansion? For the kids, preferably. What and then, kids? There's the a kids. Kid. I don't find. <laughs> okay, library, fine. Go. Okay, this is about to start. I'll see you out there. And I go and eat a couple shrimps. Cool. <laughs> At this point, everything's kind of wound down. I think at this point, Representative says, okay, um, that's enough time here in the suite. I think everyone is ready to go, and it's challenge time. So everyone just stand where you are, and uh, you get transported to the starting line. Beep boop. The mud below you kind of like lowers all of you down into the Coliseum. And the Coliseum is packed with people. It is just as full as the first time you were in there. And now, like, they recognize you. So, like, everyone's, like, really cheering. Some people are going, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Most people are, probably. And uh, Alice, like, nudges you and be like, oh, Johnny, you're so swell. I think you can convert everyone to the Undying Light if you really wanted to. Uh, well, shook sweet tea and honey biscuits. You know it, Alice. And then you all get lowered onto the Coliseum. And all of you are lowered into different places around the circular Coliseum. And then the Jumbotron turns on. And it's like kind of like a recap of everything that's happened on camera in the last 24 hours that's like been cut into each other. There's all this footage of Tracy like running around raging and shooting the chair. And then there's like a voiceover of Tracy saying, What about your friends down there? You wouldn't like it if I swung at them. And Tracy shoots off a few like big blasts of noise and light out of his cannon. You just shot blanks. You're shooting blanks. And then you have Kevin Vacation literally says, I'm going to live forever. And then it's cut with Johnny shooting him into the fool later. It's like one after another. I just shoot out some uh, Eldritch Blasts into the air. And there's that voice. is like, you can't have light without shadow. I'm having an internal struggle. This is a struggle that I'm going through. The shadow is in the worst thing. And the next thing is Alice is saying, Oh my stars, a divine being from the undying light. I guess we have a real prophet on our hands. Al Branksy can see that. And then there's like in an interview with Chad, who says, 
I am a human. Look, I will romance the representative with my human dance moves. And then just like the cube just like jiggles from side to side. <laughs> Adorable. <laughs> then there's like a few minutes just like of Anara content. There's like Anara with Oatcake, Anara like talking to the representative from afar. They're like kind of painting her as like the front runner at this point. Hell yeah. And this is Anara with the dress from the party. I don't wear pretty stuff that often. I got this from a friend. And then you blush. I'm going to cast Mage Hand up into the sky and have the Mage Hand do a little finger gun. <laughs> like 10 feet above my head. I'm going to add fireworks effects out of that finger gun. The whole Coliseum goes, aww. And then one person goes, get him, get him. <laughs> and then uh, Representative Brinks walks to the center of the stadium. And there's a really big metal collar that's attached to a really long chain that's like staked in the middle of the Coliseum. She takes this little figurine out of her pocket and uh, she puts it on the ground. And while she's doing this, the voice from the PA goes, Oh look, our contestants are here for their first challenge. Let's give a big hand for them, folks! Being a part of Representative Brink's life might seem like a dream. You're on the arm of the most powerful woman in the concentric states. But that dream life can turn into a nightmare if you're not careful. Let's see if you can wrangle this nightmare while also wrangling her heart. This is Pin the Crown on the Horsey. And everyone goes crazy. And a camera zooms in on the figurine on the ground. It's kind of the size of a chess piece. And it's a horse. And like when you zoom in close enough, it's like really finely etched. It has like a twisted face. And you can see that there's little like, like someone painted red on the back of the horse and like has red eyes. And the representative leans down and whispers something to the figurine. And then the figurine starts to rattle. And quickly the figurine starts to grow and grow. It's like Animorph style, how it like slowly is changing and growing and swelling and it looks really weird and like the body is like way too big and then the legs like shoot out and the figurine turns into this stomping, flaming horse, dark as ink and fire as its mane. And as it grew, like its head was inside of the collar that it was attached to the chain and it whinnies loud enough that it's just projected throughout the entire Coliseum. And then it starts to run. And it actually starts to run right at Alice. And she like cringes. But then it jumps in the air. And then starts flying around the Coliseum. With the chain like holding it down. Representative Brinks then picks up some other metal hoops that are at her feet. And comes around and gives it to each one of you. And you can see that this metal is like fashioned into a flower crown. It's like twisted and like looks decorative. And as soon as she gives a hoop to each one of you she says... All right, this is a nightmare ring toss. Whoever wins gets a one-on-one date with me. Let's do it! And then the whole crowd explodes and cheers while the nightmare whinnies and keeps flying around your head.
Join the Party is brought to you by Brandon Grugel, Amanda McLaughlin, Michael Fichet, and me, Eric Silver. I am your host and game master. Brandon edits, mixes, and scores the show. Amanda manages our community and our digital life. And Michael archives, manual checks, and cartographs our world. Special thanks to our creative consultants, Connor McLaughlin, Julia Shafini, and Hetty Hunt. The party doesn't stop here. The day after every episode comes out, we publish The After Party, where we sit down to discuss what just happened and learn what could have happened. Send us your questions anytime. Join our community online by following at JoinThePartyPod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We've also got every episode up on our website, jointhepartypod.com. And you can email us questions or stories anytime at hello at jointhepartypod.com. If you're enjoying this ride as much as we are, help the show out by subscribing to us in iTunes and leaving a quick rating. For even more Join the Party goodness, check out our Patreon. Just a few dollars will get you access to drawings, character backstories, bloopers, and so much more at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. We'll see you in two weeks. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.